filter. This is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Mates. Welcome to One Asshole of a Woman. I mean, wait, it's One Blunt Woman. I can't ever remember. I've been on vacation. I like the new title. You like the new title. Okay. Um, I'm Wanda Means, and my new, this is your reality check. I used to say it's happy hour, but fuck it. It is your reality check. But we are drinking, so it is kind of happy hour. That's right. Good point. I'm your host. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40.com, and my book is coming out in a few months. Are You Uncomfortable Yet is the title of it. I hope you go buy a copy. Kevin, you going to buy a copy? Yeah. Oh wait. You mean you're not going to give me like a? I thought you'd give me one with like oh. an inscription and everything. Oh yeah. I guess I'll give you one. Signed copy. Okay. I'll give you a signed copy. Yeah. So I just got back from Florida. Oh, this is my 14th episode, and um, I don't know why that's ever important the number, but 14 reminds me of oh. People like to do that. 14 reminds me of my daughter. Well, that's right, because you're coming up with your hundredth episode. That is true. That's impressive. I'm. Thank you. Thank does, you. Does applause come? Applause come out on the speaker. No. No, okay. Whatever. People can't really hear it. They can't hear it. Oh, oh, well. Don't you have a little uh, applause button on your thing that you could hit? Oh, like a sound effect? Yeah. Yeah, but we'd be kind of douchey if we did okay, that. Okay, that's kind of douchey. Okay, so uh, I was, so 14 is the age of my daughter in a few weeks, and guess who's in the news again, speaking of the number 14? Um, Who's in the news again? I don't my know. My good buddy, Jared. Oh, of course. Did you see that? Jared from Subway. Yes. No, I did not see that. I love to give him dead? as much press as possible. <laughs> yeah, you give him a lot of attention. I do. He um, So text messages came out last week that he had sent, and he was offering $400 a kid, and he likes them 14 and oh, younger. Oh, I did see that, yep. Yeah, four, four, $400 for you to take away my daughter's childhood. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's gross. Have they cut his dick off yet? Not yet. Maybe. I mean, would they would they release that information to the public if Jared didn't have a dick anymore? Zach says no. Has he been has he been killed yet in prison? I just the thought of it. You're so he was on the phone with his broker, for lack of a better word. I don't even know what to call this person that's going out finding him these children, yeah. and he's haggling with them. The guy's contract with Subway was millions of dollars. Not that this is about money, but I'm saying he's haggling. He's with trying him. to get a better deal. He's trying to get a better deal, which just pisses me off even more. So he's paying four hundred dollars for the once fourteen and younger. Oh, and and I'm gonna quote. He says it's what I crave. Oh God. I know. That's a slogan for something. Not a fourteen. Oh, year White old Castle. Child. It's what you crave. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, definitely those not the for Subway. Mini burgers. Yeah. The, the, okay, the sliders. Yeah. Actually, like in Tennessee or something. I always ate White Castle in Missouri when I would visit, so I don't know. They're in, in the mid- in Midwest, yeah. I call it Missouri. Uh, I've been there. That's where my parents are from. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no. I won't hold it against you. My cousins are from there. It's, I've been there. Okay, so April is Child Abuse Awareness Month, as I've said, and you know I hate the word awareness because guess what? Next week is May, so we're not going to be aware anymore, so we're no longer going to talk about it. It's no longer important. Right. So today I went to uh, the luncheon for the Dallas Children's Advocacy Center, and we had a guest speaker there, and her name was Brene Brown, and she, was, she wasn't she was abused, or she, she didn't talk about being abused, so I'm assuming she wasn't, but she was an amazing speaker, and what she talked about was... Um, courage versus vulnerability every day we have a choice are we going to choose to be have courage or are we going to choose to have uh comfort 
So are we going to stay in the comfort of our homes? Or are we going to go out? Are we going to step out there? And are we going to be something different? Are we going to choose to step in the middle of the arena and make an ass of ourselves, or make something amazing of ourselves? but we're going to choose to go do something? And this was so poignant for everything because she says she's been out there, she's put it out there, and people will comment on all of her stuff and all they all they seem to talk about is how she looks which is annoying she's she might be 20 pounds overweight whatever i mean and so that's what people focus on they're not focusing on what she's saying and how important it is but it's like oh i don't like the way you look okay well her i love her response listen honey i'm in the arena you're in the cheap seats and they sell millions of those cheap seats so do you want to be in the cheap seats in life and be the critic and putting down people or do you want to be the person in the middle of the arena who's fighting the fight right i mean for me i feel like i'm in the middle of the arena fighting this fight against child abuse so i showed you that picture that i posted from my um hockey tournament this weekend yeah where i put my name congratulations by the way uh, yeah i was going to talk about that i really don't don't congratulate me i have to lead up to what happens sorry let's pretend okay pretend like you didn't yeah. say it so i put the name tag from my locker on my breast and and me and i put it on facebook because you know i'm just trying to raise awareness of well, course not really i yeah. just i'm just being an asshole yeah. so i put it out there and i said look at me look at me no I, I, it's not what i'm saying but i just do it just i did it as a test right so the second i put it out there i'm getting calls texts facebook messages what are you doing? I can't believe you're doing this. It's so inappropriate. I put something out on child abuse and the stats of one in three girls will be abused by the time they're 18. I get nothing. Crickets. Crickets. I don't get it. So if I halfway show my boobs, which I did because I really did cover them. Yeah. I saw it before you took it down. It popped up on my news feed. It wasn't totally inappropriate. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay, that bad. Okay, whatever. I but mean, the point it, is... I don't think it was that, like... It was a controversy, think, and people felt the need to comment on it, but no one Facebook will comment. Facebook would not have taken that down, I don't think. I don't think Unless so. Unless it was showing, like, nipple or something. I was showing no nipple. Yeah. My ex is like, why? That's all he sends me. I, why. I know that. exactly. Okay, so my point is, as much as I'm screaming and crying and throwing a temper tantrum about child abuse, I get no response. None, and it pisses me off. I might get one or two likes. Big fucking deal. Zero shares. I don't get it. How do I get people out there to share this about child abuse? I mean, I get comments left and right, and anything I post, it's inappropriate. I had a mom Facebook me saying, you need to stop. I'm so heartbroken for your children. This is so not appropriate, and blah, blah, blah. What's not appropriate? That I have a mouth and that I'm shooting it off and that yeah, I tell an occasional sex story. Okay. Or the fact that I'm trying to get people to stop molesting their children. What's more inappropriate? Anyway, so this is Brene Brown. Back to her. She talked about courage versus vulnerability. And vulnerability, by the way, is not a weakness. Every day, we have to make a choice. Are we going to be courageous? Or are we going to be vulnerable? What are you going to be? Are you going to be, are you going to live the same year of your life 70 times? Or is this one going to be different? What are you going to do to, do, to be different? Are, if, you're in the, if you're not in the arena... I'm not interested in your feedback. I'm only interested if you are, if you can get in the arena with me and you, and if you're willing to come in and make a difference, then do it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Here we go with your damn pinky penis. I wanted to talk about our wars really about religion or sex, but we'll get into that in the next one. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman.
listening to One Blunt Woman on RNCN, a mouth that matters. Something that every business owner relies on is good advice, and that's where SCORE can help. SCORE is a nonprofit organization where we provide free business consulting services to people who want to start a business. For nearly 50 years, SCORE mentors have been helping businesses realize their dreams. What's even better than dreams is making a dream come true. Volunteer your expertise. You've got it. Share it. Volunteer your expertise today at SCORE.org. Hi, this is Michelle Williams. I'm a national sales representative for J. Hilburn Men's Custom Clothier. At J. Hilburn, we want to help our customers dress better. We know that they can get a great fitting product at great quality for a great price. If you're wanting to expand your wardrobe or just need help with your day-to-day dress, go to michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. That's michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. Welcome back. I'm One Blunt Woman. I'm Wanda Means. And this shit really happens. I always wonder what I'm going to talk about because there's so many stories I could pull out of my hat. It's going to be hard to top the pool sweep story. (laughs) The Polaris. The poop sweep. It was not a pool sweep. It was a Polaris, like four-wheeler type thing in the woods. I love that you said that, Kevin. When I went back and listened to it, I you just cracked me up. Okay, so so I just got back from Florida, and I uh, was there for my uh, women's over forty. I'm over forty. You know, it's hard to believe. Uh, do I have a chicken neck, Zach? Can you see it? No, chicken neck. No, not at I, all. I think you're all right. I have some of my friends that have a chicken neck. I won't name names. Oh, Zach's busy, busy uh, videotaping. I forgot. <laughs> okay. True. So I was in Florida, and we have divisions. There's women's over 30, over 40, over 50. Men's over 30, 40, 50, 60, and 70. You watch those guys over 70 playing hockey. Wow. It's impressive. You're out there. I'm impressed. So here I'm with all my friends, and we're all in our 40s, and we're here to play hockey, and we've in the past seven years, we've won the national championship twice, and we pulled it out, and we won it this year. So proud of us. Here's a shout-out to all my hockey friends. I, yes, you congratulate me now. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to do a little bit of clutch bragging. I um, We pulled the goalie with uh, 30 seconds left, and... 24 and a half seconds left. The puck comes to Here, me. Here, just, just for you. Just a clutch. What? Yeah. Thank there you, you go. Kevin. I get the goal with uh, 24 and a half seconds left in the game to tie it up. There was such a euphoric high, I have to tell you. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. I'm 46 years old, and I get this euphoric high of scoring goals in hockey. I, I haven't had a euphoric high from anything athletic since like high school. So well, I played I, out I, sports my whole life. So, and then we went into overtime and we won it. Nej, way to go, girl. Proud of you. She scores the goal with seven minutes in. And, you know, everyone throws their hats and their gloves. Hats. Their helmets and their gloves and their sticks. And the best part is my 10-year-old son is opening the gate for all of us. And he is there. And he is like, Mom, go get a goal. I mean, you see all these parents on the sidelines yelling at their children how many women have their children yelling at them? I'm just one of those women whose kid yells at them. So we get the goal. We win. It's all exciting. We're the women's over 40 championship. And it was kind of fun. You know, we're, now we're considered a dynasty because we've won it three times in the past seven years. Like the Chicago Blackhawks. 
their dynasty. Do you think the Stars will win it this year? Um, no. So we went to the Lightning Bolts game. <laughs> I have no basis for that. For you, that. You don't know <laughs> I have no just, idea. Whatever, just shut up. Just I'm going to call Daryl Ray and ask him what he thinks. <laughs> he knows more than you do about hockey. I'm so sure. we're, we, we go to the Lightning Bolt, the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning Bolts hockey game, and we're sitting in the nosebleed. As a matter of fact, if I stood up, I could touch the ceiling to the arena. Have you ever been like that high up? And everyone looks like they're five years old on the ice. So we're there, and I, have you ever been to a Stars game? Yeah. Okay, so we're at the Stars. That's when I was like, they're doing 12. the national. Okay, so when they do the national anthem at the Stars game, whenever they say and the Stars, you know, Spangled Banner or whatever. Yeah. We scream Stars when they say Star. That's what happens at the Stars games, right? Yeah. Have you ever been there and seen that? Okay, they don't do I don't that. Remember at the, it so long ago. Okay, shut up. <laughs> so. At the Lightning Bolts game, they don't do that. So there's 20 of us there, and we scream stars during the um, national anthem. And everybody's staring at us. I don't think that was appropriate. And the guy turned to one of my friends and said, that's so inappropriate. And we're just like, we always say stars. God, people were staring at us, touching the ceiling. But does it matter because we were so high up? Mm. You ever been so high up where you could touch the ceiling? Whatever. Yes. That's not important. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I just, I'm going off on a tangent. Okay, so... Tim is one of the guys here with RNCN, and he texted me yesterday, and he says, Wanda, would you want to be in this article um, this woman with the Huffington Post is writing about guys who have sex on the first date and how they blow off women? That sounds like it's in your wheelhouse. It's in my wheelhouse. (laughs) So I said, of course I would be in it. I said, but can we just put a twist on it? Because when I have sex with a man on the first date, I blow him off. The challenge is over, game over, yeah. I'm no longer interested in you. I mean, I told a guy, if we have sex tonight, I'm not going to be interested in you. Like, it's like... You're the one who knocks. It's like, I'm a guy. So, they didn't ask me to do the article. And I put a whole twist on it. So, for millions of years, it's always been about the man, you know? And it just pisses me off because it's not about the man. Why can't the woman be like... Why can't they put focus on the woman? Why is it always, well, you fuck a man on the first day. He's never going to want to see you again. Why can't it be like the woman? Let's turn the tables a little bit. Now, you don't know, Kevin, because you're a guy. Have you ever had sex on the first date? Yes. Okay. So have I. <laughs> I mean, come on. But, and so what do you do? Do you blow her off or you're like, oh, challenge over? It depends on the girl. But yes, most of the time it was, yeah. Right. I mean, there was no more further... So why do we always focus on you, the guy? Or why would, can't we focus would, on me, the woman? I would feel guilty, and then like there may have been like some casual like texting like the next couple of days, like oh hey, maybe we should get together again, huh? And then eventually I have to stop responding. You're just bored, right? Okay. Yeah, but I, I feel bad doing it. Okay, so you should feel bad. I, I don't actually. I don't feel bad. I tell him up it's front. A, every guy who's but done I that, tell though, it's guy, happened to him, too. Okay, I mean, but come a on. guy would never tell a woman up front if I fuck you on the first date, I'm not going to be interested in you. Right, but you don't always know that. Okay. We know how men think. I, I don't know that that's a you, that's a gen. You I'm make just that gonna say I truly feel that as a woman, let's turn it. Why can't we just turn it? I think if you're gonna, if a guy's gonna hook up with me on the first date, I'm gonna be like I'm not interested. But you know, the whole world focuses on the man and whether he's gonna be interested. Do let's you ever tell the, the guy woman. that you're, you're gonna? Bail I have at- told guys if I fuck you on the first date, I will not be interested. In and you. I'm I'm betting that never stopped any guy. No, it doesn't stop him. <laughs> yeah. But I had See, a guy text me for a year following trying to f- chase me. I'm like, yeah. what part of I am not interested do you not get? That's that's a block your number scenario. Okay, right. And, oh, and I had to block that crazy guy that yep. stalked me. Did I tell you about that? No. 
So I got a new phone and I didn't block him because I forgot to block him on my new phone. And he texts me. Remember the one that says, stay away from me, you crazy woman? And so I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, so then when I get my new phone, I forgot to block him and he texts me, hey, what are you doing? Did I tell you about this guy? No. It's the one who had the stalker girlfriend. I thought thought we were going to hear about the hookup. Oh, I, yeah, I hooked up with a guy in yeah, Florida. See, that's what I've been waiting for this whole time. Oh, my now we God. only have a minute left. I will, okay, but you know, I go off on some tangents. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I, I met this really right, cute guy. He was staying at the condo next to us, and he was so cute. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, we're talking. Can we save talking. this and carry it over the next segment so you don't have to rush it? Well, because my next segment is about Girls and Sex, a book by Peggy Ornstein. I think that's far more important than some guy I hooked up with in Can Florida. we split it up? Do Although a little I bit of this, really a little liked, bit of that? I really liked him. I got to tell you that. I do like him. He's cute and athletic and. Remember the movie Something About Mary? Yeah. Everyone is totally tan. Yeah. They look like love. That's how everybody looks in Florida. Up next, I will be talking about Girls and Sex, a book written by Peggy Orenstein. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt asshole. Don't move. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means is next on RNCN. Hi, this is Michelle Williams. I'm a national sales representative for J. Hilburn Men's Custom Clothier. At J. Hilburn, we want to help our customers dress better. We know that they can get a great fitting product at great quality for a great price. If you're wanting to expand your wardrobe or just need help with your day-to-day dress, go to michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. That's michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. Tuned in to One Blood Woman on RNCN. Welcome back. I am Wanda Means. I am One Blood Woman. And I am here to talk about this fascinating book that I'm reading. It is called Girls and Sex. It's by Peggy Orenstein. She is out of Northern California. She has a daughter, and I have two, and we have children the same exact age, actually. The title definitely appeals to me. Okay, well, she talks about, she interviewed 70 girls between the age of 15 and 20 and it's a lot of women to interview or girls women i i don't even know i, I truly don't think you're an adult till you're like 30 but whatever i mean apparently legally uh, 18 is an adult so she she interviews these women girls and she and so a lot of them were saying well we don't want to be a prude and we don't want to be a slut so where's the middle ground in all this so if you're at a party and you're a freshman in high school and my daughter is going to be a freshman in three months so this is obviously very important to me and the guy and you say well i want to drink well if you give me a blowjob the guy says to her so you know you want to be popular you want to drink you want to be in the in crowd give me a blowjob so what does a blowjob signify to people to girls well i'm gonna well yes i want to be popular but who does who does a blowjob benefit at that age? The guy, right? Does it benefit the girl in any way? I don't know. It's just really hideous to think about. Okay. Okay, I know you don't want to think about this. Ugh. But the book is super important and I'm tell and this is why I'm gonna talk about this book. Because all these girls, American girls, parents 
even liberal parents aren't comfortable in talking about sex with their daughters. They're not comfortable. And I know you guys are looking at me. The look on your faces. If I could have a camera right now, the look <laughs> on your faces. Because you were the farthest thing from having a 14-year-old girl. That's daughter. why we're on the radio. Okay, because we're... Yes. Oh, Nobody well. can see our faces, <laughs> our reactions. That's funny. Okay, so she talks... Okay, so I have a 14-year-old daughter. And so we talk about reproduction. Okay, this is... This is your vagina. This is a guy's penis. This is where everything is located. You know, we talk about safe things, right? Uh, But the problem is we don't ever talk about pleasure. And I know this is uncomfortable for you. And it's uncomfortable for everyone (laughs) because... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the girls in the Netherlands. Do you know what the difference is in the girls in the Netherlands and the girls here? We are pregnant. Our teenagers are pregnant eight times more than their girls are in the Netherlands. Shocking, I know, right? That's a huge number. So they, we have twice as many abortions as they do. We are at a place in our life where we are uncomfortable in talking about... We'll talk about, okay, this is how babies are made. Okay, that's comfortable, right? That's a comfortable talk. Yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. Okay, cut and dry, right? Well, oh, um, here's your clitoris. Your clitoris is right there. Oh, and l- let's talk about masturbation. Oh, and you want to talk about an orgasm? You want to have that conversation with your 15-year-old daughter? No, you don't have a daughter, so you don't know. So what I'm saying is, this is why this book is so important, and I think every mother should read it. Because we will talk about the safe stuff. This is how a baby is made. But we will not talk about pleasure for a girl. So what I find, all these girls, they, they think it's important. Well, let's give a guy a blowjob because, well, it'll make me popular, but that pleases the guy. It doesn't do anything for the girl. We are incapable of having these hard, hard conversations with our children. And we need to have these conversations because you know what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. Girls still behave the way they behave. But when you don't have your mother or your father to lean on, then you don't have that support. So here you are stuck with engaging in this behavior and having no one to fall back on. So they, so this book that she wrote, and the, there's a whole chapter on women in um, the Netherlands, mothers and daughters, and the big difference is that they talk to their daughters. So you know the title of my book is called Are You Uncomfortable Yet? Right. Because it talks is about... Is that the title of this segment as well? Yes. I, I, <laughs> I feel like you're very uncomfortable, Kevin. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, because, well, I, I mean, maybe you're uncomfortable because you have no clue about having a 14-year-old, 15-year-old daughter. This and is this true. is knocking on my door. So I needed yeah, to read absolutely. this book to understand that... My daughter is going to go to a high school and and she's going to be with her peers and stuff is going to be thrown her way. And yes, it's uncomfortable. And she, unlike my life, she has a father who's totally in her life, who loves her, who's there, and a mother who's there. She has parent, two parents who love her yeah. and who are always there for her. I didn't have that. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. She has this. So I've tried to have... Comp- I have tried to have conversations with her about this, and she's, Mom, I don't want to talk about this, but I'm like, I'm trying to like... Well, when sexuality and all that rolls around in your life, I remember as a young guy, that's the last thing I wanted to talk to my parents about. I didn't want to discuss that in any way, shape, or form. Okay. 
Fair enough. But I think that's just that that phase in your life but because you're in the mindset. You're like, oh, you know, your this parents is don't Americans know what's going in on. general. Yeah. We don't want to talk about sex. Oh yeah, I we don't want to talk about it with our children. I don't learn I mean, anything from my parents. It's about one sex. thing to talk about how a baby is made, you know, uh, anatomically, but God forbid we talk about how. You can be pleased as a woman. Remember my whole thing about... I was about- raised Catholic, Catholic. I thought jerking off was a mortal sin. I mean, that's... Okay, right. <laughs> that's the way I grew because up. It's Sexuality was something that wasn't talked about. It's, it's frowned upon almost. Like, you... you You're right. It's, it's frowned upon. So, but why are the girls in the Netherlands so much more comfortable? And why is their pregnancy rate so much lower? And why are they so much more... Why are they having sex later than we are? Because their parents talk to them about it. There's communication. Why are we so embarrassed to talk to our children about sex, about orgasms, about masturbation? I have told my son, I said, I get it. Go masturbate. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Do it. It's important. It's part of growing up. Just don't share it. That's what I want to be if I ever have a son. I want to be like, you know, look, I know you're going to be pounding off. Just, I don't want to be, you know. <laughs> okay, but that's, I don't with, want to be, that's just, with our sons. How about our daughters? Why are we so uncomfortable in talking with our daughters about orgasms? I didn't have my first orgasm until I was 22 years old. So we are so uncomfortable talking about this. That's nuts. So if we could openly address masturbation, oral sex, homosexuality, orgasms, don't you think our children would be a lot better off? Absolutely. I'm not talking talking about it with my five-year-old. I, he's not five, he's ten. But I don't talk about it with him. But my daughter's going into high school. She needs to That's understand time, this. Yeah. And so many high parents. High school years or when everything happens, you know. So many parents put their head in the sand. They would rather be in denial than have open lines of communication. And I think, so what happens when we don't have open lines of communication? We end up with a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you know what that is? Teenagers want to be independent and they want to break the rules. Which means they will have sex and they will lie and they will sneak around and they won't come up and be honest with their parents. So what happens when you lie? You go outside the home. You you don't um, you don't you don't confront your parents, and you don't have the support of your parents. I think your parents should be the ones to support you about this. And so many people will will disagree with me on this. And honestly, I don't care because I think if you can't be honest with your children, she's going to end up fucking pregnant. Yeah. Because you're too fucking uncomfortable to have a conversation with your daughter about sex. And it is okay to talk about sex. And because I'm just one blunt woman. I'm Wanda Means. I'm on the Real News Communications Network. We have to wrap up our 14th episode. I am the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. Upcoming shows will talk more about sex, parenting, and this entire world that we live in. And of course, me and sex in my 40s. And do not forget from tremendous pain comes an incredible amount of strength. I'm Wanda Means, and you're listening to One Blunt Woman. For more information on Wanda Means' One Blunt Woman podcast, follow us on Facebook at Wanda Means' One Blunt Woman and visit us on our website, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.